Alright guys, we're here back with another video. Today's video we'll discuss the awesome away win against New Mexico United that just happened this last weekend. And we'll talk about the disappointing loss in the US Open Cup against the Earthquakes last night. We'll do that right after this. What's up everybody, Old Glory Red Report at Fort Rock Brewing, of course, Casey J, Jonathan Glatz, I'm Mark Anthony, the usual suspects. We'll be talking about the two last games, one over the weekend, a great away win against New Mexico United. Let's jump into it. We went in there knowing that we we're playing the top team in the West. You get a 3-0 win. Casey, what were your first impressions of the game? We talked about it. We thought it was going to be a tough game, and we dominated a lot of the game. I think we went there, we looked good, and we looked strong. My initial thoughts on this game are it was a good, solid performance from a team building confidence, and I think the coach may have been forced into a couple of changes with uh, Harris sitting on the bench, but it looked good. John, what did you think? I thought it was good, too. I know the previous week we had talked a lot about how our attacking was building up, we're making the right movements, we were getting forward, we were looking dangerous, and this is something where, you know, our offense, they executed when they needed to. They, they converted on, not all of their chances, but they converted on a lot of chances. I mean, three goals is a, is a decent, decent victory. And our defense did well, too. Um, you know, a lot of the season we've been seeing some stupid mistakes, you know, from Josh Cohen, a lot of our back line. And we didn't really see that. I mean, there, yeah, there were a couple mistakes, but nothing that was so dangerous that it cost us. And that's that's something I'm really happy to see. Like, we're fi maybe we're finally starting to gel. Uh, maybe we just went in there with, with a certain swagger. Um, and both Iwasa and Bijev are back to full health, and they've, they've always been essential to how we play. Yeah, and just to correct myself, I meant Harris came in for uh, Kynan, who was actually on a card for this one. So, yeah. We'll forgive you, Casey. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, looked at my screen and it told me I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, let's let's. Uh, we've been down on the guys for a lot this season, so I think it's time to actually show some praise because that was a full, comprehensive victory. I mean, you go on the road and you win three nil against anyone, whether it's Tacoma or anyone else. That's a good win. Absolutely. Now to do it against a team like New Mexico, who's been the class of the Western Conference in this early season. First home loss. Yeah, that's even better. So, hey, you got to give full credit to, again, the coaching staff. Uh, I think that was another game where the team looked really good from minute one and carried that performance through the entire game. We did not see a lot of mental lapses, at least not critical mental lapses in that game. Uh, whereas New Mexico, they create a lapse early. Uh, old friend, Justin Schmidt, he gets called for taking down Awasa. Some say it was a soft call. What were your initial thoughts, Casey? Other than being happy that they made the call. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm gonna take it all day. And 
and honestly, if it goes the other way, you're upset about it. If it's against the Republic, we also we probably been say upset. it's a soft one. <laughs> but as a defender in any league around the world, you have to know if you have both arms draped over a player, they're just going to crumple to the ground. And I'm not saying that's what the player did here. I'm just saying that's the way it is. So the ref interpret, interprets it that way, and you're going to get called for it every time. What did you think, John? I, I, I agree. I mean, if I obviously I'm not a ref, but if I'm the ref, that's probably something I don't award as a foul. I, I did feel it was a little soft, but, I mean, looking at the replays, it looked to me like he was pushing down on his shoulders. It's definitely a foul. I'm just not sure, and, I, and I'm going to take it yeah. every, every day. I'm just not sure it's the type of foul I want to see called in the box necessarily. Especially yeah. so early. I mean, maybe what was they, it like 25th minute? Was yeah, it? because it's so early, maybe you wave that off a little bit more like you're saying, but yeah. Yeah, you know, it's hard to tell what happens on the field too. Maybe there was a sequence earlier where there is maybe Justin Schmidt had his arms on on a player and maybe the ref told him, hey, watch yourself, or we don't know. I mean, I didn't really study uh, when I watched the game again uh, into that. But They didn't have a really good angle for it either from I mean, all the video I've seen. We would have been mad if it went against us on the other side of the pitch, but let's be honest, when you're a defender and you got two arms over the guy, and Awasa is, not a, is a, not a player who falls easily, and he's not a player who goes looking for calls like that. So, hey, defender put himself in a, in a predicament, much like one of our players put themselves in a predicament against the earthquakes that we'll talk about Later. in a little bit. But, hey, we'll take it. We were not complaining. But how about Awasa again scoring a penalty? He missed three last year. He is perfect this year. He, ha he has He's changed. He's so cheeky. He's Calm so as cheeky. You like. Calm as you And you like. know, I don't know if his if this style is going to come back to get him. Maybe a, uh, a, a keeper will bait him in the future to not making a move and jumping out of the way. But that has been successful for him. Do you think we're just going to continue seeing him take the same type of penalties the whole season? I think you have to switch it up if you're him. Once uh, the keeper see you doing it every once in a while, then you're just going to have to smash one. Yeah, you're you might just, go one too many, right? Yeah, you're going you're gonna to have to press your luck every once in a while, and you're just going to have to smash one. You're going to have to smash one at the goal and let the keepers know, hey, look, I'm not going to be cheeky every time. Sometimes I'm just going to slot it into that top corner. And cool. so, But it's worked for him right now, so... I think we'll see him take it until until it gets safe. Yeah, but you know, it's always the I, I would rather do something different before it hurts than go one too many times. But hey, he's been successful. It looked great. I think we can all agree that we love the celebration, shutting up the New Mexico United fans. <laughs> they had a full, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what their capacity is, but they had over 14,000 again. It was their best, yeah, best attendance Terrific for them on the season. They're super high in attendance this year, which is awesome. It's good for the game. Glad to see that expansion team putting, you know, seat, butts in the seats and, and getting a lot of uh, fans, families out there. So that's always good for the league because, you know, there's nothing worse than when we watch one of our one of our team or one of our games, our away games, uh, where there's like a few hundred people there, I guess maybe one of the two teams or something like that. Too, yeah. So it's a cool atmosphere. One but, thing I want to say about that is, like, after we went up 2-0 late on, like, you did see the crowd kind of cheer. Yeah. Right? And, and you hate to see that. That happens even at Papa Murphy's Park when yeah. the crowd Stay for the game. This is a sport where well, things can happen. 2-0 right? late on. I think uh, 
I, I think they were. New Mexico's been a good team. They could do. I mean, I don't know. I'm just. A, I'm a diehard. I stay for the I whole game no matter what. We could be down four nil, and I'm there to the 90th plus minute. So for me, it's like that. That kind well, of. Well, Casey, not everybody is as awesome of a fan as you are. Thank you. <laughs> but thank you. For I try to be. Thank you for leading me into my next question for John. Matt Mahoney gets his first goal, not only for the Republic, but his first professional soccer goal. Now, that was a beautiful cross, a nice-headed finish. I was pretty unexpectedly surprised that that yeah, all I went down. I didn't but expect that. I jumped up when that happened. What was your initial thoughts when you saw that ball go past the keeper and into the side of the net? I was, I, I you know, I saw him hit it. I saw the angle. I thought it was just going to go a bit wide. And he called he, for it too. Like you see him did. put his hand he up, did. you know, and then uh, was it Ray Sari who it played that sorry. ball? Beautiful cross. And I'm thinking, you know, when I see that go, you know, we're just going to do what we normally do. We're just going to miss a sitter. It goes to the back of the net. I'm just like, oh my, I, I was so pleased that, you know, we finally made a goal like that. I, I didn't expect Matt Mahoney to get a goal. I'm very pleased that he did. I thought it was a beautiful cross. He headed it perfectly. Uh, silenced my doubts, and uh, I was, I was, I was not jumping up and down, but I was jumping up and down. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a great ball, uh, recycled. You know, uh, we had num numbers in the box. It's always good to send another ball back in, uh, and, and you get that's why you have your center backs go up for for those corner kicks to get those bigger bodies. For me, I, what I really loved about that goal is how excited his teammates were, yeah. how you saw everybody flock to that corner, substitutes, yeah. the starting 11, everybody but Josh Cohen, I'm pretty sure, went over <laughs> there to congratulate him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that is an awesome way to get his first goal for the boys. I mean, it's a crucial game, a crucial three points. Hey, if you're only going to get one every once in a while, you might as well get, you know, the one that seals the game yeah. in a yeah. tough away environment. So, uh, I loved it. And then, you know, we didn't stop there. That's another thing that I liked. Later on in the game, uh, we saw Bonomo come on to the game, had a beautiful layoff for Scundridge. He takes it down the wing. He cuts it back. Awasa, if you talked about the first goal that he scored being cheeky, we got to talk about his second goal with a little nice dink right off the post. And then, Casey, what did you think about that? Well, it's a situation where he's only got the open net to hit. Like, it, the only thing that determines whether you score here or not is whether you put it on frame. And he did. And we haven't been doing that recently. We've talked about time and time again where chances have gone wasted. Well, both teams only had three shots on target. The only difference is we have three goals out of it, and they didn't. And that's taking chances. That's Iwasa not missing that sitter when it's right there for you. That's, you know, Scundridge, that tight angle, and still getting the ball on target to cause the keeper to not make the save and get something. So for me, I think both of them are fantastic. I'll take the cheekiness from Owasa all day as long as he's putting that ball on target. And, and that's one of the things we've, I know especially you've talked about this, is seeing Owasa play higher. Less of a supporting role, more of an attacking role in their face. Because he scores goals. Because he you know? scores goals. Yeah, he doesn't he scores I mean, goals. Yeah. <laughs> he, he will miss, but not very often. And he's he's by far our best attacker. And you've been saying it all, all year long. I agree with you completely. He's, he's, he, he needs to be more of an attacker and less of a supporter. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. I, I think that we, we go a lot of credit, especially in that game, to, to this. Yeah, I you know, and it's a perfect segue to talk about the starting lineup. We saw an 11 this time, much to my liking, like you mentioned. I've wanted to see Awasa start a game at striker and not start in that underneath role, that number 10 role. Uh, Skundrich started in that 10 role. Skundrich at times can frustrate us. I know he does to you as much as he, he does to me. Especially but, in that San Jose game, as we're talking about. But he about. brings some athleticism. He, And that was a hell of an assist that he had. I mean, we have to give him credit. Uh, Good old he, play, he plays hard. He's quick. He's all over the pitch. Um, so it was nice to see him contribute to an end result and a Wassa goal. But yeah, I did like that starting 11. I thought that that was maybe the first game where Bijev, Awasa, and Werner were all starting at the same time, maybe from like the opening game or yeah. so, you know, with health and everything like that. So what do you guys think of the starting 11 overall? If you want to talk about the attack, the defense, what was your first impressions when you saw the lineup? Uh, I liked it. I, I you, you actually sent a message out saying you liked it. I agree. It's, it's a terrific lineup. Bijev and Warner on the sides. I mean, you look at the touch map. Warner has been amazing on that touch map. When you look at the touch map, whatever side we're attacking on is lit up with touches. The heat maps are lit up on Warner's side. And because he's been fantastic. And Bijev is also a player that we, we know. We talked about it in the San Jose game to talk about. We now have accepted him as our Lord and Jesus after that free kick. Um, but he's going to grow into this and this lineup is going to allow him to grow in and then we're going to have two wingers playing up high that are going to be terrific, terrific and they can interchange very well even with Iwasa you talked about that Liverpool up line that we talked about where they can interchange and flow a little bit we might even start seeing that with this top three which is impressive to me the only question I have about this lineup is when Kynan's back he is our captain. Does he slot back in, into that back line? John, what do you think about that? Uh, he brings up a good point. Harris and Mahoney have played as our center backs. Not, maybe not necessarily because they're the two best center backs, but because of injuries, yellow cards, and all that. Um, do you think that Tainer and Kynan are still our starting center backs when they're healthy and or not suspended? I think they probably should be. Um, I was looking at our back line from, from the New Mexico game, and I'm not sold out of any of those guys. Uh, I'm not sold on Harris. I mean, he's made some. He's been good for us on occasion, but he's also been kind of iffy on occasions. He likes to wander a little bit. I've noticed that about him. He 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 likes to get into the attack. He also likes sometimes he can get pulled out looking for interceptions. He goes a little wide too. Sometimes. Yeah, he's one of those center backs that. I think the coach kind of wants to, you know, put on a leash sometimes. And, and one of the, I've also been pretty frustrated with McQuarrie at times. I, I, I feel like he's made some either stupid passes or just dumb, and, and obviously I'm not a professional player, but dumb defensive errors that, that shouldn't be made. Uh, maybe, I don't know if it's because he's new to the team or what, but I'm not, the only person who started from New Mexico that I'm really sold on is Shannon Gomez, which I wasn't sold on him last year. Sold on him this year. I've been sold on him for um, So, I think definitely we do have to start Tainter. I think we do definitely have to start um, uh, 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 Kynan. Kynan. Yeah, Kynan. And I want to see our, our new our new guy, uh, Barahona. Yeah. Barahona, yeah. Um, Which is a good him. option. And I think, I want, I mean, obviously without, with only his reputation preceding him, I'd like to see him get some game time. And I think that would be a very good back line. Um, I, I have yet to 
be convinced by the, the, the other three. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I understand what you're saying there. Uh, yeah, so going into the game, I did, you know, we did talk about Singawasa play up top, moving Bonomo to the bench. But to his credit, he comes into the game, uh, wins some balls, none bigger than the one that he wins to start that counterattack, spring Scundridge for that last goal. I think that's what I want to see more from him. I don't. I don't necessarily want to see him start. I want to see him go into games to see them out like that because yeah. he is a big body. Yeah. He does provide some hold up play. But we talked about going into this game that New Mexico could get beat on a counterattack, and that's part of the reason why we wanted to see a quicker front line in this game. Three nil, three goals. We're all happy. So I guess uh, we'll start with the man of the match for you, Casey. Who are you going with? You would like to say I lost it. He scored two goals. I mean, I'm going to take it. But I'm going to go with Warner. I think he's still our spark. If, again, you look at the touch maps. He's the guy that they get the ball to. He's the guy creating these chances. He's the guy that's the one touch here that might not be terrific, might not be like the standout touch, but it's the touch that links the plays together. It's the touch that gets the ball in the right areas. And for me, he's just been terrific. So he's I'm been gonna, on fire. I'm going to give it to him again. He's been on fire. John, what do you think? Who's your man of the match? I don't disagree with what he said. I also want to give it to to Wasit, but I won't. And here's why: the only the only reason I'm giving my man of the match is first professional goal, clean sheet. I'm going to Fair. give it to Matt Mahoney. Fair enough. Um, just because that's I mean to me that's the first time he's really stood out above the rest. Um, I didn't see any major mistakes from him, and you know despite me still not being completely sold on him as our starting back line. I mean, obviously the results don't lie, uh, so I'm going to give it to Mahoney. Yeah, first professional goal, first goal with the Republic, but another start for him, or his first, was it Was it his first start? No, I think he no, started early. He started early on, early on at left back, right? Yeah. But he came on in the previous game for Kynan and played well, you know? And then for him to get the start, contribute, like you said, to a clean sheet and get his first goal, uh, that's a great pick right there. I was going to pick him because I figured one of you two was going to take a loss. I mean, he did score two goals. <laughs> so, I mean, odd, odds were that one of you guys was taking a loss. I was is already on the top for, like, player of the season, so I think we're all trying to stay away. We all love a Wassa. Yeah. Don't get us wrong. I'm just trying to be original. Yeah, absolutely. I will take Iwasa because uh, he now increases his tally to seven. Uh, Terrific for Iwasa. Puts himself back into the conversation for the Golden Boot. Uh, so, you know, he's at 7 right now. I think the leader is still at 10. So he's he's back into the mix of maybe a couple more games where he can get on the score sheet and he can be right back at the top. Yeah. He just uh, needs another hat trick. Yeah. A couple more penalties will work for him too. Why not? Yeah. He's yeah. already gotten like 4 or 5 this season. So, so I guess takeaway from this game, hopefully uh, we will see the starting lineup maybe for our next uh, USL match, but we'll transition into the US Open Cup. All right, guys, so after that big win against New Mexico United, the boys were on the road to take on the San Jose Earthquakes and, of course, uh, the US Open Cup. We're drawn against our Northern California rivals again, so uh, we saw the guys come out and take an early lead Back and forth game, ultimately we fall 4-3. I'm sure most of you watched the game. Uh, but man, Werner gets on the score sheet just after the first minute mark of the game, so he scores in the second minute. K 
Casey, how excited were you when, when that goal went in to see our guys up early on the road against a MLS opponent? Look, there's no better than a start in a, an Open Cup against a strong team who's been in form, who is already the favorite to win it. And you get that first goal and you say, hey, maybe we're going to go and get this. You get that little bit of grit in your teeth. And we saw the players do that, too. Um, good and warm, Johnny on the spot kind of goal. Like, maybe not the most beautiful goal in the world, but he's there to put it in. And that speaks a lot to, like we talked about before, with him just being on right now. He's got that confidence, that grit going forward, and he gets it. I think it gives everybody that's watching confidence that we can win this. Yeah. San Jose came into the game. They've been playing very well in the MLS. They came out with a strong starting 11 against us. John, were you surprised to see them playing with most of their starters against us? I wasn't, um, especially given how their season's going. I think they've wanted to make a cup run. I think they also know what we're capable of. I think, you know, there's still a lot of interconnectivity a little bit, if that makes sense, between our areas. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty easy to follow, you know, how we're doing, especially our recent turn of form. If we were a worse team, then I think maybe they would have fielded a, 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 a not as good lineup. Yeah, B squad or something. Um, but, you know, especially given our past couple of games, beating our, our, our division leaders, um, and winning the game before that, you know we're we're on we're on a on, on a high, and if they want to progress, they're going to need to come out with all that they've got. And we have a history together mm -hmm. where you know we've actually taken lead every single game we've started against them. Really? Mm -hmm. So we they know what we're capable. So I'm not I wasn't surprised at all. Yeah, and you know they had the usual suspects, Wondolowski. I uh, was interested to see him start in this game. Yeah, I, it's it's. You know, someone that just broke the record for scoring in the MLS and stuff. It's very interesting to see him still get a start in this. Wondolowski, Erickson, guys like Tommy Thompson who we're familiar with, Youngworth on the back line. So definitely starting a strong squad for them. Now switching our guys, we use the same starting 11 from the win against New Mexico United. We saw a was up top and Scundrich underneath. Uh, we do get that early goal. However, we give up the lead right away on a terrible Scundrich mistake. He loses the ball right above our penalty box. Casey, what are your thoughts about that? You can't lose the ball there. You are dwelling on it. It's He gets a little stuck underneath his feet, if you would. He doesn't know what to do with it, and it's taken advantage of by a strong San Jose team. When you're playing an MLS team, you can't have those moments of lapses because they will take advantage of it. We saw that. And yeah. I, I was talking to a coworker today. I was like, maybe it would have been okay if it was against the USL opponent. Yeah. Maybe. But especially where he gave it away. Against it's bad. almost and except maybe FC Cincinnati. Uh, against any MLS F <laughs> MLS side. You can't. Digging. Yeah, and you know, the ball finds Erickson's feet. We're talking about a Swedish international player. I mean, it's a not a USL player like you mentioned. Like, we're talking about a guy who's represented his national team. He's played at, you know, the top-tier divisions around the world. So, yeah, maybe you get away with it against a Fresno Arena or something like that, but not against uh, an MLS opponent. You usually, more times than not, get bit. Well, let's be honest. Even against the USL team, it's a bad giveaway. Oh, oh yeah. definitely. Because there's guys, like some of the guys on Phoenix that we've talked about in the past, and some of the guys on OC right now who are playing really well. 
even like Cheney is going to take advantage of these oh, yeah. right now. So there are players in the USL that will take advantage of that kind you of mistake. You can give that penalty away or that that foul away to, to Bono, though. Yeah. Well, maybe. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, let's not. Like, I don't want to dig. I don't want to dig Scundrich out of the hole by saying it was an MLS guy that took advantage of it, because I feel like it's a bad giveaway, regardless. Absolutely. Of that. I'm I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying. It might be forgiven at it a might be way. forgiven at a different level. I, and I can agree with that. I just want to go on the counterpoint and say Still, that it was he, a terrible bad giveaway. either terrible way. Giveaway. So at this point it's one one. Uh, about halfway through the first half, we get a free kick, dangerous area. It was definitely in a nice spot on the field where you could take it right footy, you could take it left footy. We saw Warner and Bijev over the ball. We didn't know who was actually gonna take it. I personally thought Bijev or uh, Warner was actually going to take it. Uh, but Bijev with his right foot right over the wall perfect free kick out of the keeper's reach we are we're up 2 one we've seen some of those videos of our fans cheering from from the from the seats there so we knew they were excited i was pretty stoked what'd you think about that free kick yeah absolutely first of all you did say big up to tvb and all the traveling support that went out there i know there was a couple buses worth of, of, of republic supporters that went out so that's amazing. That's a pretty long journey to get out there. Not as long as like LA, but on a still Tuesday, man. a long journey on, on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, so yeah. definitely so props. Great support. Yeah, I mean, cheers. I, my Lord and Savior Bijev. We've talked about it in other episodes. He's going to save our season, and I, if he does things like that in the USL, he could do it. So, so, so I'm praying. I am praying to the Bijev right now. Are we going to have Bijev start taking our free kicks because of, of this? Well, I think uh, I think for our, a right footer. I think right now he is our best option. Uh, we've seen him take free kicks before. We know that he has that class where he can hit a at least a accurate ball. Uh, I don't know about maybe longer ones that require a little bit more power. He might not be the right guy for it, but yeah, uh, you know the, the ones at 20, 25 yards out, right footed. I think Bijev's a good option. My because my, my question is, you know, ever since Emerald, yeah, Emerald used to be our free kick taker, and he was he was phenomenal at free kicks. We got quite a few points off his free kicks. Mm -hmm. And since then, I, I've been very underwhelmed by the free kicks. Warner's had some good ones recently, so I think we might see a nice little one-two combo there. And when Alleman comes back, because we forget Alleman has still oh, yeah, an injury, Reno. but he can come back. We've seen him also take some pretty sweet free kicks, too. So maybe when he comes back on, he challenges that wing position and, and maybe starts to yeah. some free kicks. So uh, we're up 2-1, but not everything... Is going our way with uh, our our new Lord and Savior Vijev, because the lessons are learned through tough, he, tough times. He commits what I would say is an egregious penalty because yeah, it's bad. There's no there's no point for him to take that big of a bite at the apple. In no. a player who's really he's in our box, yes, but he's really in a non-threatening position. He's facing his own goal. He's gonna have to either lay the ball off or you know create a couple moves to even put himself in a position to either get a dangerous cross or a shot off. My initial reaction was, oh no, what are you doing, man? Like, you, And you know, he, he motions to the referee, it's a dive, like, you got him, and even if Tommy Thompson sold it, you gotta go down in that situation. It, he got you in a bad spot, you bit, you took one too, too many bites at the apple, you get called for the penalty. What was your thoughts on the initial call? Yeah, he's a lumberjack just hacking at trees because he takes those legs out all day. If you're a San Jose fan and they don't call that, you're just going to be outrageously oh, pissed. Yeah. 
because it's a clear. I mean, it's shin to shin. It is late. It is a bad Very challenge. Obvious, yeah. And in this point in the game, we're up. It's late on in the first half. Why make that challenge? Shepherd that player back out of the box again. Because Tommy Thompson is running back out of the top of the box. If BJ stands his ground and just pushes him out, you're resetting the play and you don't need to make that challenge. I think he's in good position if he doesn't make it yeah. to do that too. So for me, it's just maybe a little bit tiredness from not playing. He did start, this was halfway or almost to the end of the first half, what, 34th minute or something like that. Yeah, we're about 10 minutes from halftime. Yeah, so maybe he's getting a little bit tired at this point, needs a little bit of rest from not playing like we've seen him, but it's just not a good challenge. Yeah, and, and at that point in the game, you know, my thoughts were, man, we're about 10 minutes till half. If we can carry a 2-1 lead into the break, dominating play for almost the entire half, especially I think up until that very moment in the game, we had dominated the first 30, 35 minutes. Uh, we had a number of opportunities. I mean, really, San Jose's only good chance was the bad giveaway by Scundridge yeah. to that point. So I was feeling really good. I'm thinking, hey, if we get a 2-1 lead, we might have a chance at this. But we, we go in 2-2. Start of the second half, things are different. San Jose came out as well as we came out in the first half. They were on the front foot. It always looked like they were going to be the next team to score. John, what were you thinking as the second half was progressing? Were you thinking like, oh, I still think we're going to get one? Or did you think it was inevitable that we were going to give up a goal? By, by the way we started playing, it, lo I, it, it looked like we didn't have it there physically or mentally. And... <laughs> I thought there was a lot of dumb passes, a lot of poor passes. We were chasing the we got game. Got a little frantic. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't hold possession. Frantic is a good word. It looked like we were scared. It looked like... I don't know. I mean, I think we wanted it, but it didn't look like we wanted it. Because we were only dangerous maybe one or two times that entire half. Yeah. And... It, they were we, dangerous a number of times. Yeah, and our they had 12 shots on goal, and let's say only two or three of those came in the first half. So. Yeah, absolutely. Credit to our defense. They did exceptionally well, in, yeah. in, especially in the second half. They weathered the storm for a while, too. But, but with how much we are letting them attack and how little we possess the ball, how poor our possession was, it, I, I think it wasn't. Yeah. And, and we, we bent a lot. We gave them a lot of leeway. And Cohen made some great saves. The defense made some great stops. Yeah, I remember that uh, Cohen save specifically with his left hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of went a hard little bit the wrong way. Yeah, yeah it's a little bit of a knuckled shot, I think. So it kind of confused him, but he got behind it. Uh, from, my, from my viewpoint, I thought we started off so strong <laughs> and so energetic. And I think we expended not only a lot of energy in that first half, but I think the mental part where we go into the break tied 2-2 instead of winning after yeah. scoring two goals, I think that was deflating on top of expending so much physical energy in that first uh, 45. Which I was I was actually pretty happy that we... Like, yeah, we came out hard. MLS team. you got to come out strong on the road like that. Yeah, against a team like that. You have to. Against an MLS team tied 2-2 at the half when you're division down. Like, for example, if you're the Premier League in the championship, if you're in a cup match and you're tied 2-2 at the half, that's very, very good. Absolutely. Uh, so, so, 
We're down 3-2. They score another goal. We get one back, you know, in the 93rd minute to, to make it 4-3. We didn't really have another chance to, to tie the game. But overall, it's a 4-3 loss. But again, hard to be, I guess, too down about it when you're playing on the road against a, a team from, you know, uh, in the MLS. So, Casey, what was your overall takeaway from the game? Look, fair enough. If we want to look at silver linings, in my opinion, look, if that 91st minute goal doesn't go in from Valo... Uh, Vaca. Vaca. Yeah, there you go. Um, Scunter's goals levels it out at 93 minutes. Right. So we were right in there till the last minute challenging because one goal either way would have put us on level terms, would have put this game into extra time. So I think the boys have to keep their heads up. We have to look at it again. It's shots created and chances created. We're actually putting shots in the back of the net. So maybe we didn't win this one, but two back-to-back -back games with three goals. goals. We haven't done three goals point. all freaking season. Yeah. And that's six goals in two games. So if we're going to say a loss, yeah, it's disappointing because I think we could have won this one, actually. And the way we came out in the first half, maybe we should have. Maybe our defense should have been a little better. And if we have other players in, maybe that's different. Who knows? We can speculate. But six goals, two games, a good game against San Jose at their home. You know, on a Tuesday when we have to play on what we played Saturday. So, for me, that's a good result. Yeah. What about you, John? Your final takeaway from the game? You know, during the game, especially, I didn't, unfortunately, didn't get to watch the, the first half. Um, but, well, You missed all the fun parts. I know. But, you know, there's not been a game where I've yelled at the TV more. Because I wanted to win that game. You wanted to pull the upset. Yeah, I wanted to sure. pull the upset. And I know we have the quality to do it. But, I mean, when you go back and you look at it, I mean, it's still a game we very easily could have won. We had a miss that should have been a goal from both Bijev and Bonomo. That that would have given us, if, if we had made both of those, we would have won the game. Mm -hmm. If we had made one of them, we would have tied the game. And both, I mean, it, it's the game of very thin margins, despite you know, them winning. It's a game that easily could have gone the other way. I'm very, overall, during the game I was very angry. I was yelling at the TV, I was yelling at the players, calling them names. But you go back and you, you think of it objectively. Yeah. We played a game three days before. Yeah. Tuesday's a weird day to play a game anyway. I think we would have maybe done a little better if we played on Wednesday, but that's all That's marginal even to Yeah. Us. Yeah. Um, yeah. But... Overall, I'm quite pleased. We scored three goals against an MLS squad. Yeah, that's a it's a a good another good output like you guys mentioned. My final takeaways is I thought the players played really hard. I thought they gave it a go. They gave it their honest effort. Uh, they almost did something special. Uh, for me though, look, we made three absolutely critical errors in that game. Three, three goals that we gave up. The first one, I mean, obviously it's a terrible giveaway. The second one is a terrible challenge, at least to a PK. And then the last goal that they score is just, I mean, very sloppy defending. It was very uh, elementary, Tire, in my opinion. Defending. Yeah. But um, I also think our coaching let us down, too. And I'll point to two reasons why I think that. The first one is we started the game 
with Warner on the left and Bijev on the right, and we were very successful. When we switched wings, and I don't know if that is a players are making that decision, they, they're given that freedom, or if that's an Elliott decision. When Bijev went to the left side of the field, Tommy Thompson came alive. Yeah. Tommy Thompson not only got fouled for the penalty, but he started creating chances over there. Bijev couldn't stay with him. But when Werner was over there, Werner had the quickness, the agility to stay with a guy like Tommy Thompson. So that was the first coaching error that I saw. The second coaching error that I saw was taking Warner out of the game. That was my biggest question that night. Like, I didn't why? understand that. Because why he you is your outlet. Bijev is a good winger, but Bijev is not the pacey winger. Warner is. Against a team like the Earthquakes, especially in that second half, where they are just on top of us, and we need any outlet we can, we take our paciest player off the field, the one guy that can maybe get us a counterattack, or just get the ball into their territory and hold possession. 100%. They take him off, they put in Bonomo, and uh, Bonomo rewards us with a bad miss. I mean, he, he had a great service to him by Villarreal, gave him that breakaway, and he just scuffed it. I mean, it was just a poor touch, shot, whatever you want to say. It was a terrible end product. Yeah. So I think coaching didn't help. I get it. Warner's been playing a lot of minutes. But, but still, removing him from the from the wing where Thompson was, he was keeping Thompson in check and then pulling him out of the game, I thought those critical errors by the players and by the coaching just didn't give our team a chance to win. Rich, and I and I have a I have a question and this I don't I don't personally have an answer to. Um, I probably do then. Well that's fine. Uh, so you know, we we've talked a lot about Bonomo muffing his chances. But he also is still there making the chances happen. Sure. And do you think either A, the coach thought he could do something like he did uh, against Fresno, or do you think that maybe he thought putting him on the field would open up players like Wawasa or or uh, Bijev or, or, or somebody else to get that goal? Because Bonomo is, a, I, I, think he's, I think he's a great, great player. He creates a lot of chances, he's fast, he does a lot of good things. It's the only problem that for us this season, he's not no finishing it. Bonomo damn thing. offers relief in the back line, I think, late on. And I think that's maybe what the coach was thinking when they made that sub. Is at that point, we are weathering the storm, if you will. So Bonomo is supposed to relieve that pressure up top. We're supposed to just kick that long ball, and he's supposed to capture it and hold on to it for a minute and relieve it. And I think that's the idea that the coach has there, at least in my opinion. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. But for me, I want to touch back on the Warner coming off thing. Look, if if we're not close in this challenge and San Jose's burning us out 3-0 right now, then take Warner off, resting for the, you know, he's got a good week and a half rest. He's been doing a lot of minutes. But we're winning this game. It makes more sense to take Bijev off and rest him for that long-term game and get him healthy. So for me, I go back to Mark's comment. That's where the coach got this wrong to me is you take Bijev off, you give him the rest. You let a guy in form like Warner play this game out, yeah. and maybe he makes the difference yeah. to win this game. Warner didn't look like he was uh, struggling physically for me. Uh, but to answer your question, I think because I think uh, he makes that sub because he decides he's going to take Warner off, and Bonomo's our only attacking player sitting on the bench at this moment in time. Blackwood wasn't available. I just think that when you have a... Limited squad and numbers. We do not have a terribly deep squad. 
when you look at it. You know, one forward is injured. You basically only have one off the bench. I mean, that's how it is right now. Awasa, Blackwood, and uh, Bonomo are your three guys that have played striker this year, right? So one of them's hurt. You got one sitting over there. Um, I don't know why he, he chose Warner to come off, but Warner has played a lot of minutes lately. Maybe he realized at that point in the game, we're probably not going to win this game. Yes, we don't have He's a game a for a while. A I, I agree. I wasn't a fan of that sub. I'm just trying to figure. I'm trying to be in Elliot's brain. Yeah, I, I, I don't I, agree. I have to look at what John said. Look, you put Bonomo on. It offers you relief in the back line. You nod that down. You put Iwasa back, who's having a decent game. You nod a couple on to Iwasa and maybe let him break. I see maybe what the coach is going for. But you can't take off one well, of your most and, important and players again, at this time. Again, and I'm not defending anything. I'm just, again, like saying what you're doing, trying to get into the coach's brain. Uh, he had, Bonomo had a perfect opportunity to score. A perfect opportunity to score. And if he had scored, we all would be praising the coach for putting him on. It would be a different conversation. It would be together. completely. But you also got to think that he's put him on a few times and even started him when it hasn't worked. So that's an off shot. But, but, but who else? I mean. Yeah, I mean, that Mark said that. Who else? Yeah, I mean, we had Partain. On the bench, but are you going to bring him on? Yeah, yeah. And I would have maybe, like, I was thinking maybe bring off Bijev and put on on a Horde because that's what they've been doing. I prefer Horde in the back line. I think I've mentioned that before, but that's the only other sub that I would really. I would even prefer that over the taking Warner. I just don't see taking Warner off in a critical game where we could possibly get the upset against an MLS team, and you take off our most informed player that is creating. Like I said, even if he's not the assist or the final touch. He is a leader in almost all of the goals we're scoring. Just in his play. He has the most the crosses. I mean, he, he's always creating something. So we're in this crucial moment. Why take him off? But nah. All right. So uh, final thoughts or man of the match? I'm going to go with Warner again. I, I think he's terrific. He's in You're the right place. To, I day. am just. I, I don't got to think found, about found this the anymore. Found the new uh, Warner fan club Look, president, right? The first goal he scores, he's in great position to pick up a dirty ball and put it in. Yeah. And that builds confidence from early on. We talked about it. he's been there to create every chance, even if he's not the touch that's the one before the goal. He's two or three touches before the goal, and he's doing the right things. Can't say enough positive about him. Just gonna move John. on. John, uh, I'm gonna say you know collectively as the team, they rose together, they fell together. There was a lot of bad mistakes that each player made, but there's also a lot of really good back and forth that each player made. Um, especially again against an MLS side, a lower division team scored three goals, mm -hmm. and and that that that's something. Um, I really liked our back and forth play during parts of the game. Um, there was a lot of just like one touch passes that I really liked. Um, our defense, by and large, played really well. So overall, I'm I'm gonna give credit to the whole team. Uh, I'm not gonna single out a player. I think whole team man of the match. Whole yeah. team man of the match. You know, there's a couple guys We're breaking that, boundaries today. There's a couple guys that you would you would pick, but like Bijev, I thought he had a good game, but he made a critical mistake. Can't Terrible. give it to him. Scundrich, I thought he had a good game. Oh, made Scundy. A exactly. oh, Scundy. Uh, so for me, I think uh, Jordan McCrary is going to be the player that I thought. I would have not seen that one. I, I thought he was solid, yeah, and no. he didn't make any terrible mistakes, so that already eliminates about half the players that, that played. Um, no, but, you know, and he is a player that is MLS caliber. So I thought that... He's been there, he's done it. Sometimes, you know, there are moments in the game where I thought a couple of our guys looked a little out of place. 
Like, you could tell that they were from a lower division. Uh, but not McCrary. Physically, mentally, I think he has both of that down. And I think that we're fortunate to have a player like him, to be honest. So Interesting con- uh, contrast from John's results to your results from game to game. Because he did have a better game this time. Yeah. He did step it up this time. I give you credit for that. I mean, 100%. He had a good game against Jose. All right, so hey, it's a disappointing end to our U.S. Open Cup run, but we can take solace in the fact that we did beat two of our rivals. Absolutely. Take we that. we did not get knocked out. We did not get embarrassed. Nothing like that. I remember a couple years ago when we got knocked out by that team that from Fresno Fuego. No, the um, team from Washington. You remember we lost like three one at home. I remember this. I thought it was like the Fresno Fuego. No, we lost it was like a team. It was a uh, Kit Kitsap. Yeah, oh, yeah. the Pumas. That's yeah. right. Yeah, That's Pumas. right. That's that was an embarrassing. I think they're like an MPSL team yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. They they destroyed us at home. Not a fun time to be a Republic fan for that no. day or that week. No. But hey, so it was another decent run. You can't say uh, enough about that. That's another year. It, it seems to be every year that we we do something well in this tournament. Maybe we don't get to a semifinal or or. or see that dream happen but you know what we, we play respectable and we make more MLS opponents respect us and, and I think that's probably why we're not getting as far also because <laughs> they know to expect they, a good they, game yeah we've beaten uh, Real we've, Salt Lake we've beaten MLS 4-1. yeah we um, beat we've Seattle beat, Sounders 2-1 exactly we've beat these these teams not I mean consistently is the wrong word but it's happened several, numerous times and we go play any MLS team. If they give us, they field any weakened team, they know we're going to kick their ass. All right. So that wraps it up. I got a final question for the both of you. The U.S. women, they win 13-0 against Thailand. Fair or foul? Fair game. Yeah? If you can win it by 13, win it by 13. John? I, I completely agree. I think that... A, putting a weaker team is disrespectful to Thailand. And I also think it's disrespectful for our girls to say, well, you know what? These guys are crap, so you should play. Yeah, I think it's fair. I know that's a big controversy right now. I, I can understand maybe a little bit of the celebrations were, were excessive, but hey, it's the World Cup, you know? And I think if anybody's upset about it, they should be upset that a team like Thailand could get there rather than a team like the United States just keep scoring goals and plays at their peak. So United, the girl, the women's United States team is the best team in the world. Yeah. And it will be, and it won't stop being. And you're going to see these results. So hopefully they continue to win, put up some numbers, and take this thing. Uh, but yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Let us know if you think that their 13 goal performance was fair or foul and tell us why. Also, let us know your thoughts on the two games that happened this last week. But of course, here at Fort Rock Brewing, like always, I'm Mark Anthony, this is Casey J, Jonathan Glatz. We'll see you guys next time. All right, guys, we appreciate you watching this Old Glory Rare Report video. If you enjoyed this content, we'll have something that YouTube likes for you over here. There'll be something that we think you'll enjoy over here, so check those out. Subscribe right down here. 
We are on Facebook at the Old Glory Red Report, Instagram and Twitter, Old Glory Red. If you're watching this on YouTube, give us a big thumbs up because we love that. We appreciate that very much. Subscribe to the channel. We are on the Beautiful Game Network, so if you don't have the time to watch it, head over to Stitcher, the Apple Store, the iTunes Store. You can catch that podcast over there in the audio form. Uh, we also are live here at Fort Rock Brewing. We appreciate everything they do. If you get a chance, we shoot on Wednesday, so come join us down here at Fort Rock Brewing. All those links will be in the description below. We appreciate you watching. Until next time, thanks, guys.